properly seeing the world and properly experiencing spirituality. It's, it's terribly cyclical. In other words, so often people say, hey, I want to experience spirituality and I'll, I'll do a mitzvah, I'll study more, I'll pray more, I'll go here, I'll do that. And it doesn't speak to me. What's going on over here? Why doesn't it speak to me? So Rav Cook is suggesting that perhaps part of this, part of what's preventing a person from really experiencing the spirituality is the fact that they have timtum halev. The averos have impacted, have sullied their hearts, have sullied their soul. And that prevents a person from engaging in a full experience. Just like when, you know, I don't know, you wake up early in the, for us coffee drinkers and coffee addicts, you know, if you try, you know, seeing something beautiful or reading something beautiful or... Ha- before your morning coffee, it just, you know, your, your vision's more like you're just more stuck and you just can't see. You're, you're blocked. And so similarly, our Averos, they block our soul from seeing and experiencing. So the cycle is that we, 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 we want more spirituality, but we don't feel it. So we end up sinning more. We end up doing things that we don't want. We shouldn't be doing more. And that prevents us from experiencing the spirituality, which we actually yearn. A person who is contemplative, a person who thinks deeply, a person who is introspective will feel this. A person who is awake to their existence will feel that thirst will feel that limitation, will feel like, this is wrong. This is not the way it should be. I know I'm supposed to be getting more out of the study, out of the prayer, out of the mitzvot, out of the interactions, out of my every breath. I know I'm supposed to be getting more. And so a person who is alive, a person who is, again, introspective, will be able to feel that, and, and it will push them to do tshuva. And why are we doing tshuva? We're doing tshuva to save ourselves. Not to save ourselves like in some faiths from eternal damnation. No, we're saving ourselves so we can experience life. So we experience the spirituality that's inherent in life. We believe that heaven is, so to speak, on earth. Olam haba, the world to come, is something which we can experience here if we live a good life, if we live an uplifting life. And a person who a person who is awake to their soul, a person who recognizes that everything I'm doing is stale, that in and of itself should be an impetus. That should be a drive to do tshuva so that they could experience, so that we could experience a beautiful, uplifting life. Okay. He says like this, when it comes to sins that exist between us and God, immediately upon repenting, if, if we've sinned to God, then immediately upon saying, you know, having regret and stating and acknowledging our sin and committing in the future to not do it again, boom, we are forgiven and the light of tshuva shines through us. We are awakened. We get more spirituality. We, there's broadness of, of mind and, and expansiveness of the heart. When it comes to interpersonal sins, if I've wronged you, you've wronged me. It is impossible for a person to be fully rectified until they rectify it. Meaning, if I've wronged you, I have to go and beg you for forgiveness. I have to remedy what I've done wrong, which is not so easy, always. And often, there will be many things that get in the way of us doing that properly. You know, uh, things will come up all the time that prevent me from making that phone call or prevent me from having that conversation that I really need to have to beg this person to change and to return, to, to, to fix our relationship that's been broken. Um, and things which, I'm not able to overcome them. 
Okay? And because man shalonisgenu, and as long as they have not been rectified, it prevents us from that light of intel, the, 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 the powerful light that we've been talking about. And it blocks us again from this broad perspective. Nonetheless, so he's, he's acknowledging, look, when it comes to sins between us and God, there's nothing that's stopping us. We just need to turn to God and beg him for forgiveness. But when it comes to sins between us and other people, there are many things that could be preventing us from doing so. Nonetheless, he says, He says, at the very least, he says, yeah, there might be things which get in the way. But at the very least, we need to learn from our mistakes and commit, fully commit to never making those same mistakes again. I will not say what I did about that person or to that person again. I will not look this way at that person, about this person again. I will not wrong anyone again in the future he says, the more, so what we have to do, if we cannot fix the past, and sometimes there are things that block us, sometimes there are real things that prevent us from, from attaining full forgiveness. Nonetheless, that doesn't mean we are therefore should not do anything. On the contrary, we should commit to make a firm commitment for the future. And he says, then the light of spirituality will shine and will right, into the soul. Until the spirit itself, the force of the spirit, will increase pathways. How to attain full tshuva. What he's saying here is so beautiful. You know, tshuva again, when we think of, tshuva, when we think of mitzvos as a, a, a good deed and an avera as a bad deed. And tshuva is me beating my chest and saying, I'm sorry. It's a very limited, very uh, one-dimensional perspective of these things. But if we think of tshuva, and we think of mitzvot as transforming the soul, and averos as negating the soul in some way, and we think of tshuva as this incredible, powerful force of coming close to God, so what he's saying is that there are sometimes there'll be things getting in the way of full tshuva. But if we do everything we can, so in this example, we commit at least to the future. And what happens then is then the waves of tshuva, that light, that power, think about it as a wave. The wave of tshuva increases and increases and increases. And what that does is as we, we, we get on those waves, we sort of, you know, those waves will take us and will create pathways for us and will create opportunities for us to somehow rectify the past. Right? Do you hear what he's saying? In other words, tshuva is a force. And if I harness myself to that force by doing whatever I can in regards to tshuva, then eventually tshuva itself, the force of tshuva, and me being together, coupled with that force, harnessing myself to that force, it will create pathways that will allow me, enable me to do complete tshuva. Okay, let's go a tiny bit further because uh, there's one more piece over here I wanted to see. Okay. Okay, so he says like this. So we've been talking about tshuva. Of course, that's the name of the book, Orota Tshuva. And here he describes a person who starts to climb and they start to see the world and see themselves in a totally different way. And they are constantly feeling like they're in God's presence and they are studying more, they're praying more with more intensity, they are kinder to one another, they're more introspective. They're, they're on that lofty height. But immediately, he says, what happens very naturally or past sins come, it shuts off the lights. In other words, when we start to climb the heights, then there is a natural reaction that our sins come along, our past sins come along, and get in the way. They block, they prevent the light of tshuva. And the, 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 the breath of thought that we were experiencing just a moment before, all of a sudden it gets, it shrinks. 
And we, we no longer have that, that breadth. And, and the world that we saw a moment ago in such vivid color, it just seems all dark now. So what do we do in such a situation? We just, it's such a, such a downer, right? A person works on themselves, works on themselves, starts climbing, and they start to taste their spiritual success. They start to taste, it's working. I'm coming closer to God and I feel it. And then all of a sudden it comes crashing down. And you feel like, uh, forget it. Forget it. It's not worth it. I have nothing. It, it's just not working. No matter what I do, it keeps on, I keep on falling over again. So he says, what we have to do in such a situation is yashuv azmiyad b'tshuva barura. A person has to catch themselves and recognize that this is a natural part of the process. It is natural for our more base self to fight back. Just like, you know, that, that when you introduce something which is foreign to the body, it fights back. This is not foreign. It's the most natural thing. But it's a change. And our body will push for the status quo. It will push us back to where we once were. And so we have to recognize that it's natural. And if it's natural, then we could then follow the following prescription. We could follow the following steps. What we need to do is azmiyat, yashuv azmiyat b'tshuva barura. Then a person has to immediately catch themselves and recognize this is normal. This is part of the process. And I have to go and even double my efforts with tshuva. And if we do so, we have to recognize that we are really on that height. It's just the lights were closed for a second. And if we immediately push back and we force ourselves to go back to that place, we realize in the blink of an eye, we're really still standing on the heights of those mountains. We haven't fallen down. It just feels like it sometimes because our, our natural inclinations will push us away from those spiritual heights. But if we push back fiercely, then we recognize with the blink of an eye that we are truly, truly still up there. And so what he's suggesting over here is to recognize that there are times in life when we push ourselves to grow and it feels so amazing, it feels so special, it feels so powerful, but at the same time, there's a natural part of ourselves which pushes back, which forces us to, to, to which, which limits our breadth of, of mind and, and the broadness of the heart that we've been talking about, but to recognize not to be swayed, not to be dismayed by those feelings and instead to push back even harder. And when we do so, we'll recognize that we haven't really fallen and down off our heights or just been standing there and the lights, so to speak, have been closed. Have a wonderful day. I will see you tomorrow. We'll talk about the three weeks, the nine days. We'll be talking about some halacha of the upcoming um, weeks and days of, uh, of mourning that are upon us. Have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye-bye.